Hey guys, welcome to the GMA Studios podcast. It's me and Scottish, but we got a special guest today. He's from the Ty Nisley podcast, Ty himself. What's up, man? Hey, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, Scottish, you, you ready? Like, last week we talked about, like, my interests. Now we got to talk about your interests, you know? Like, you have interests? Not uh, really. But that's why he's still single, man. Yeah, man. Why aren't we talking about golf and like shit like that, man? You like golf? No. Oh. I like golf. <laughs> golf is fun. Yeah, you have to do it's it. It's fun right. playing it, but like watching it, it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, Same thing with baseball. <laughs> yeah, I love gotta, playing baseball, but I hate watching it. I don't know. I like watching baseball. I like both for with baseball. I don't know why I've grown to actually like watching it. It's weird. Weird, man. <laughs> it's weird. Dude, we're talking about another kind of sport. A uh, no, it's actually just killing. Because they only <laughs> They're late abortion pills, okay? Oh my god. That is a really sensitive subject right now. <laughs> what, AR-15s or abortion? No, that. <laughs> oh yeah, because Roe Ro versus Wade got overturned. Roe Wave! Yeah, let's ride the wave, man! Oh, it's, it's Wade. Like Wade Wilson. But okay, whatever. Wade Wilson... <laughs> All right, well, this is this is your your topic, man. You want to start it off? You're taking the lead, buddy. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, well, where, we, where you guys want to ex- start? We'll explain what you got in front of us. Oh, there's like, a, I guess I'll do closest to like whatever the last thing is. You know, I got myself a over and under shotgun. It has like a little decal on it of like some ducks. There's like a little uh, little. I think it's a pheasant. I don't know. It has like a long tail of some sort. You know, it's a little over and under. It's like a little. Little, uh, my little shotgun, you know, kind of thing there. It's, uh, yeah, man. I think that's the end of the podcast, right? <laughs> no. No, we still got quite a bit of time. Oh, about. shit, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a 12-gauge, man. I know, there's like that 10-gauge thing. I I kind of want to do that, get a 10-gauge, but at the same time, I don't want to beat the shit out of, my soul, out, of my, out of my shoulder and whatnot. See, that's what I was just going to ask you. Is out of every every one of the gauges that you've shot, which do you prefer? I've only ever shot in a, tw- uh, t- I was gonna say twenty gauge, no, a twelve gauge shotgun. It, I don't know, like that's just what I've been handed and whatnot, and I've I've just been more like most comfortable with that. I haven't shot a twenty gauge or a twenty eight gauge. That's just a special one there. Uh, I haven't yeah, I haven't gone around it like a ten gauge or. How about a four ten? Four ten. Yeah, I mean it's not, it's, it's in between like, a shotgun round and like a standard, caliber bullet. Because yeah. it can, it can, it can go in a handgun. I want the judge, like the Taurus judge, because yeah. it shoots four ten, but it also sh- shoots, I believe, forty four magnum. Hmm. Um, because they're they're the circumference of the rounds are the same. Yeah. But I want to get the judge specifically to shoot the four ten, because four ten is not super expensive either, and the gun itself is only like three hundred bucks. Yeah. It's Last just, I checked. It's just like finding ammo for for yeah. it and whatnot. Because I know when I was working at. Uh, I buy more whatnot. Like it just, we had people come in asking like if we had this or that ammo. It's like we had like a whole thing listed there saying what we had, and it's just like, no, we don't have that. I'm I'm sorry, we do not have that. Right. I just like this gun or this gun a lot just because I, I use it a lot for uh, skeet shooting when I can go skeet shooting with it, mm-hmm. and then uh, just I, I just like the uh, nostalgia with it just because of uh, Call of Duty Zombies with Bo One. I think up till Bo Two they had the Olympia, the Olympia in there. Uh, yeah. Well, now they've got uh, is it seven two five over and under or is it side by side? 
I think it's, you know, it's over and under, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the 725 was just their way of bringing back the Olympia. Yeah. Except they made it more OP. They made it, yeah, they made it way more OP. You throw in slugs, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, 500 meters easily you oh, could yeah. shoot someone. It'd be a big snipper. That's <laughs> freaking stupid. It'd be a big snipper rifle. I think that's... When we were all playing together, we did that worst uh, setup or whatever. Oh, and right. I think it, James, you gave me the seven two five, and I was complaining about it, but I got quite a few kills. With <laughs> no, it. Yeah, I was like, could... this sucks. I was like, actually, this is really good. <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> I, I love running around with, the, especially during something like shipment or something like that. Yeah. Oh my god. Fucking yeah. hate shotguns on that map. Though. <laughs> yeah. But... Even with that one though, too, it's just like, how are people getting like so many good like kills when you have two shots and there's right. so many fuckers coming? Uh, yeah. From all I remember one of the, like I took a break from MW for a little bit and then came back. I had like almost a 70 kills just with the Olympia or 725. Uh, there was uh, when MW first came out, 2019, first came out, I played with my group of friends from the, the 39mm clan or whatever. Oh, right. uh, a bunch of, uh, bunch of us were got together from like Fred Meyer, different locations, but Fred Meyer and we all started playing together. Um, but Gabe over the Killer Elite, he. Uh, he took LMGs and javelins to shipment. Whenever shipment would come out, like, everyone would make fun of him. But he'd go around, he'd put extended mags or something on the LMG and make it... You never have to reload. Never have to reload. And, and yeah, because also you die within 10 seconds, so it's right. like you don't need to reload. But then whenever he did have to, he would just switch to javelin, camp in the corner, and just shoot it. And he, he got hit gold LMGs, like, every other week. It was ridiculous. You gotta try that one of these days. <laughs> Stupid. I need to do that, but I've been on a huge Red Dead run. <laughs> right I now. have Red Dead too. Oh shoot, dude! You gotta join us on that I shit. To, yeah, I have to download. I have to like. I'm pretty sure I did that. Yeah, yeah, you did. I still have yeah. yet to use it, but yeah. But that—that's what I was talking to you about too. It's like uh, with the disc drive versus not. It's like I would love to get a PlayStation Five because, including Zach, three of my friends now have a PlayStation Five after oh, yeah. this whole supply shortage thing. So now I'm like, okay, well, I really want one. I want to save the hundred bucks or save some money now that everyone's like gouging it. But I want to save some money and get the non-disc drive. Yeah. But I've got so many games that PlayStation 5 now has the backwards compatibility again to where you can play PlayStation 4 games. And I would love to be able to play my games because I've got so many of them. So I kind of need that disc drive. But that's, that's an extra bit of money that I don't yeah. know if I want to spend. It's yeah, it's a bunch of goofy stuff there. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, because I after he got after he got I'm like motherfucker, you lucky as motherfucker. <laughs> and he got a switch. And he got the switch. Oh yeah, he he got the good one though too with like the nice ass screen there. Yeah, and whatnot. That shit's nice. I like the right. the white too, the white and black composite. It's it reminds me of the PlayStation Four white and uh, the white controller with oh. the black buttons and everything. Oh, that yeah. Was, no, yeah. Yeah, it's super black nice. and white. It looks really nice. Yeah. yeah, I got these uh, little fucking things for my Switch. It's like little. Uh, actually, I have them right here. Yeah, I just put these on the side, and I'm able to actually use nice. my shit a lot easier. Oh yeah. Yeah, this shit's so much better than that. Those little fucking little tiny ass Joy-Con things. Yeah. That stuff's annoying. <laughs> well, I think the Switch was mostly made for smaller kids. It was like the it was like the the today's version of like the Wii and the Wii U. Because the Wii and Wii U, or the Game, Wii, Boy, or or the Game Boy or something else, yeah. we grew up with that stuff. But when we were younger, obviously we had smaller hands, so it was easier to use and stuff. 
if I tried playing my Game Boy Advance, I'd overcrowd the freaking right. base of it because my hands are so huge. So I think that was their idea with the original Joy-Cons. But I also like how they realized that they had that problem. Granted, it also makes them more money, but they realized that they had that problem, so they came out with the bigger, the bigger yeah, Joy Cons like that, that, the controllers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because they have like the Pro controller that looks like an Xbox controller. Yeah, mm -hmm. they got those things. It's, 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 it's all over the place with that yeah. stuff. There, I find it really funny that other, I know this isn't gun related, but other developers like Nintendo and, uh, actually, right now it's just Nintendo. Sony and Microsoft, I feel like those are the big three. But yeah. Nintendo is going after Microsoft. Not like to buy them out or anything, but like the design of things. It's like their controllers. Pro controllers designed after the Xbox controller. Yeah, Sony is just as successful. I mean, if you want to ask me, I think they're more successful, but they're just as successful as Microsoft, so why aren't we getting third-party controllers made after... Oh, like Sony's kind of PlayStation. Sony's, yeah, PlayStation controllers. Yeah. You get all, like, the third-party, like, Afterglow and stuff. Like, they did have, back in the early 2010s, um, we had, or, yeah, we had, like, Afterglow was, like, a really good brand name, or, like, a third-party company that made controllers and had the lights on the inside so you could see through it and oh, glow. Yeah, yeah. I know you're yeah. talking about now, yeah. So... There was a few of them that came out for PlayStation or for yeah for Sony, but most of them were after the Xbox controller, and always irritated the crap out of me. Wasn't there? Uh, didn't I know the Wii? They had their own like little controller for if you're playing arcade style games. It looks like a yes. regular handhold thing. I thought the two like little grip or like little uh, thumbsticks. I thought both of them were on the bottom, or I... one on the bottom, one on like the side, like the Xbox. I believe they were both on the bottom, so I think that was one of very few things that Nintendo did after PlayStation. But um, I had one. I was listening to your guys' podcast on video game stuff, and when I came with the Black Ops with the Wii, that's how I played. Oh, I you would just take the controller, <laughs> plug it into the Wii controller, the Wii remote, put that off to the side, and just, just use a controller instead of trying to Actually, use everything else. It was kind of stupid. But that's how I got... And I think I said it in when I was talking to you about video games or something. I can't remember. But that's... I only got Black Ops for Wii because, one, it was readily available. Um, two, so then I could actually relate with my friends at school because they all had Xboxes and Playstations. We didn't have enough money at the time for Playstation or Xbox uh, that could play the game because I think we only had a Playstation 2 and then the Wii was the newest thing and Nintendo took a really big risk on doing Black Ops uh, for the Wii. Oh, yeah. Um, or not Nintendo, Activision. Um, they took a really big risk. They, I feel like it succeeded pretty well, but yeah. I know that they didn't do Black Ops 2 or anything else for the Wii. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I think they did World at War for the Wii at one point. I know for the Wii, I know for the Wii U they had uh, BO2 on there. I forgot how far you could play it. I, for, I know you could play Zombies, but I forgot like if you could play Transit, because I've seen gameplay of people playing Town, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know if you could play Transit on there mm -hmm. or whatnot. I don't know. Yeah, I just I know that. I, I have no idea. Yeah. I never got into the Wii U, so. I didn't either. I have a friend who has it, and it's just like an upgraded version of the Wii. I mean, you got a screen on the controller now at this point. Yeah, that's right. Really one of the controllers is a screen. Yeah. And then you have the rest are standard Wii controllers. 
I think it's also too because the Wii you use an AV cable to connect that to your TV, and a lot of the t- modern day TVs don't have AV cables anymore. Right. I think the Wii U, you just it's just like a hook, like it has like better graphics, and then like you're able to have HDMI output too with it. And, yeah. But you're able, you're still able to play whatever Wii game you want. I find it really funny that they say, uh, like when I go through, like yesterday when I was playing with a couple of buddies, I went through my input, my TV input, and there was still a component. Oh, but me. I look on the back of the TV. There's no red, white, and uh, yellow. Yeah. There's no like or HD component, which is the blue, green, and white or something like that. Yeah. There's no inputs for that. It's all just HDMI, the TV uh, for cable, and that's it. So I, it's interesting that they're still programmed to have component, even though HDMI is the only thing that they have. Yeah, we have a TV at my house that's from 2016. Mm-hmm. It was like the newest model back then, and. When you're switching through like little like you know switching from using whatever device you want to use, you know like you have HDMI one two and then like there's one for AV cables, but if you look on the back, there's no AV cables right. on the back. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why is this even here? Right. It doesn't make any sense. What's next? What you get? What's what else next? you got in front of us? I don't really have anything else besides the shotgun. I just I was like you know. Every- I do gotta say though, when shooting the shotgun. Honest to God, I thought it was going to have more kick. Like when, oh, when, this one or yeah, the pumpy? Uh, this one. Yeah, I like the pumpy. The, 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 the pump action definitely, like, I remember I felt my shoulder for a day or two after yeah. after that. But I definitely thought this one was going to have a lot more kick just in comparison to, like, I thought it was going to be, like, when, because my knowledge on guns when shooting that Uh-oh. was, like, limited. I thought it depended on, like, size and build whether or not how much like kick you were gonna have and mm-hmm. whatnot so when i was seeing you guys shoot it there was not really a much budge so i was like oh crap I, I, when, I, when, I, when i first shot that a couple years ago i, I thought i was gonna get butt, butt back and yeah. stuff like that and stuff so that's the that's the nice thing about twelve gauge is it doesn't depending on the gun it doesn't really kick too much yeah like i know I think just because my Winchester uh, 870, that one is a lot... I think that might be a lighter gun compared mm-hmm. to this. It's also smaller. I, I added a, a 18 half inch barrel on that one. I just wanted to make it more of like a uh, home defense shotgun. Yeah. I feel like most of it's composite, right? You have the grip uh, or the charging. Oh, yeah. Charging the is composite. Yeah, the pump itself is composite. You have yeah. The stock is composite. Like, the only metal thing in there is probably the trigger assembly and the barrel. Yeah, I switched... Uh, I switched out to like a compact wood style. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I made it. Yeah, it has like a wood pump and then a wood uh, stock, but the rest of it's still all steel. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what you call it because it's like compacted uh, wood. Like you get layers of it and then you just yeah okay. compact it together. Um, Is it not laminated? No, because laminated wood that's something else. I think it's like OBS. I think that might or be OSB what it be board or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I'm I get sure. home today or tomorrow, I'll, I'll send you a picture of it. It's yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of it when we were doing new building or new construction buildings. It yeah. was it wasn't necessarily like plywood, right. but it was a little bit thicker and a little bit heavier. But that's also something you have to keep in mind too: is when you're shooting guns, the heavier the gun, the better, because the heavier the gun, the less recoil you're gonna have. So that's why, granted, there it's a massive amount of black powder, but with a 50 BMG, when you shoot that, there's if the gun was made out of composite that could withstand the blast or the explosion essentially that happens from the, the bullet going off, mm-hmm. then you would be thrown back 20 feet. 
but because it's all made out of steel and like heavily well made parts, you're only maybe going back an inch if that. Right, and like if you're saying the Barrett fifty cal just like soaks all that shit up, so you barely even feel the recoil. Well, there is a recoil, but like barely. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the barrel and like the spring system and all how like it pretty much works off the recoil to get like the next round in and whatnot. Like you barely feel a thing there. There's that doing that. Yep. Like hell, you could hip fire that thing in all day if you really wanted to. You could, yeah. (laughs) You could put the. uh, uh, You could take your scope off. It would be a waste of rounds which in the end would be a waste of money but if you just wanted to say fuck it you could you could take the um the scope off and you could actually mount a handle like they do with a lot of the, uh, light machine guns and hip fire that shit just hold it at your hip and just pull the trigger boom boom <laughs> and there's 40 bucks right there <laughs> yep there's, there goes my uh, i think the most satisfying thing from this uh over and under though is when you open it, seeing the... It's just the rounds just pop right out. The rounds pop out. I remember I kept on getting lucky and getting them both to pop out one time, and then you only got one. Yeah, you gotta be... You were being really light with the system, and just, like, lightly doing it. I was just, like, aggressively just, like, going at it, and I was just, like... Wait, hold up. I was, like, just forcibly doing that, and Zach was just kind of, like, just just being light about it, and it just... The little ejector things here just, like, threw them out for him. And it was just like, what the heck? Yeah. Why isn't that shit happening for me? See, that was the same thing with the forty-five seventy from your uncle. Oh, right. Uh, it wouldn't push the shell out, but it would pop it out just enough to where you could grab it. And because it was the, it's a, a center fire, so it's got that extra rim, I guess, to hold it. When it pops out, because the, the, uh, the heated gas is what pops it out, like most of the other, you know... Uh, ejection type firearms oh, yeah. um, you it pops it out just enough where you can hold the rim and it doesn't hurt because it's not like super super hot and you can take it and like put it where you want to throw it out something so oh yeah save it like if you want to reload it or, right. or something yeah. yeah and that's one of the nice things that I like about the 4570 and it doesn't kick as much as I thought it was going to it's a little bit heavier of a gun but it didn't oh, kick it's, as much it, it didn't kick as bad as like I feel like uh, it still beat the crap out of your shoulder, but it was like, I don't know, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Like I remember shooting like my M1 Grand, or the M1 Grand literally just rocks you. You don't feel it like beating mm-hmm. the shit out of you because you have like like the gas system there, which just saves your life yeah. right there. Which uh, when we went, Nick, uh, the guy that came with us, my friend, he said that he loved the M1 Grand. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah, the M1 Grand. He said that was his favorite gun. Yeah, I was like. Yeah. Forty-five seventies mine, but I I see where you're coming from, and he was like, "Yeah, dude, hearing that ting at the end, oh my god, yeah. super satisfying." Granted, in war times, I'm sure that was not that was a very bad thing to hear, but yeah. nowadays shooting it for fun or for sport or whatever, yeah, it's really fun to hear. It's so great. Very I love nostalgic. That thing. Ding. Uh, yeah. Ding. Every time I hear that, it just brings me back to like Call of Duty, World at War, or something. Oh my like, god, Call of Duty games, just hearing ting, I was like. To hear it in real life, though, is just even more satisfying. Yeah, that's oh, really cool. I wonder if it's legal to own the, uh, like, to, to get, at least in our state, if, you, if you're if you able to get, like, the grenade launcher attachment oh, for the for the M1 Grand. Um, no. no. Oh, no. But I do know that you can get, uh, it's an AR platform, and you're essentially, you can use a standard lower, uh, and then you just buy the upper for it, but you can shoot cans, bean bags. You just put blanks in, like you oh. load blanks in like a standard AR would be loaded, 
and then on the end instead of a barrel it's about this wide around about the same circumference as a can and it, sh and it goes down for probably about a foot and you can throw a can in there you can throw bean bags you can do whatever and then you just load it with blanks and when you fire it it shoots it yeah that's, that's pretty cool awesome. i saw um uh demolition ranch do it oh yeah I've, Matt, seen, I've seen him do it that's awesome that that stuff's fucking awesome i have a little uh my little pea shooter nine mil here just prove it's pea shooter nine mil it's that little, is not correct but okay <laughs> it, it's my little pea, if you guys want to if you guys want to fiddle around with is this, this your sar that's my suar yeah my sar usa i was going to get an mmp shield um, but I just didn't like the slide release on it. Like you've really had to dig your thumb into, into the slide release. Granted, I could just, you know, did, did the classic, classic way of just pulling the slide back and just letting it put, go forward. Oh, I see. Yeah. No it has a nice blocky, like little side, slide release. I think I got that gun for like $300 and Something. it came with two magazines. It's about to say two clips. It came with two magazines, a cleaning kit and, and different, uh, grips for the thing. They spell turkey weird. Yeah, I know. They spell turkey wrong. Like, you have one, the actual way of how they spell turkey, and then, yeah, they spell turkey wrong. It's probably how they spell it in turkey. Yeah. And how they... Yeah, it's uh, T-U-R-K-I-Y-E. <laughs> that's so the So if any of the listeners want to verify that for us, that that is how you technically spell it, at least in turkey. Because over here, we're spelling it like the fucking chicken. Like, it's actually... Yeah, like, like it's, it's actual turkey the bird. Shit. Yeah. I don't understand that shit, man, with, like, how that's said. I'm, yeah, I'm decent with that gun. Like, I need to get into, you know, shooting more rounds of that shit. I kind of want to get to get it to the point where I'm shooting, like, around, like, around 50 yards to 100 yards away, trying to be accurate with it. But at the same time, you know, most, if I ever am using it, it's going to be probably, to me, where that futon is. Right. Yeah, not that far. Yeah. That's what I want to get into, too, is marksman training, or at least, like, marksmanship uh, competition shooting or something. Yeah. Just so I can get down, essentially get down the basics of sighting in your scope, taking into consideration of like wind velocity and direction and like kind of be over the top with it. That's fine. But be able to be like, Oh yeah, no, I can shoot like, cause then I'd actually feel accomplished with something in my life. Yeah. But I'd be able to like go to any range, be like, Oh, it's 200 yards away. Okay, cool. And then bring out my gun, sight it in for 200 yards and then hit dead center every time. Yeah. That'd, That'd be, be super great. That'd be, yeah. I mean, that's like movie type stuff and you're, you're training for like 10 years, but I don't care. I'd <laughs> gladly put in the time and money to do something like that. Yeah, both these ones, I believe, are completely sighted. And I want to check this one out again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think this one's definitely... This one was also sighted, but yeah, this one I kind of want to check in a little bit more with the scope and whatnot. It's just... Right. It's just, it's just different, I guess. With this one here, I bought this mag. I got a Magpul uh, 60 round drum mag with this one here. I I just I was like I, I just gotta get it it's just for the looks. It, just for the looks, it looks just goof. I, I just think it looks really goofy, but also I don't know. That's tactical it's, for sure. It's, it's, yeah, cool. It's completely impractical if you're in a firefight. But oh, you know, absolutely. Well, that's the same thing with my 30 33 round mag that I've got. Oh for my, my Glock. I've got a 33-round magazine. Is that that tan? That, yeah. Like the little tan thing there? Yeah. Stay you. But yeah, like, I don't know, I like, the, I like having the little red dot there and whatnot. It's just, it fits nice, and uh, I don't know why I added that little block there. I kind of want to... At least you don't have that handle portion to it, or like the, the 
front grip that you used to have. Oh, yeah. That, like, just was so awkwardly, like, long, like, you're holding it, like, your arms all the way up straight. It might have been for a different gun, but I'm pretty sure. It was for this gun, but I could have, like, had it back here, but I, I think the only reason why I didn't go for it is why I didn't put it back on here is just because, uh, I think one of the bolt-on was, was stripped or mm. some shit, so putting it back on here would have been a pain in the ass. I just remember shooting that that AR with you for like one of the first times and just so awkwardly holding my arm straight out trying to shoot it. Yeah, because I had that, I had it almost towards the end there because I, I don't know, anytime I've seen like how the characters went on Call of Duty or like see how people on YouTube hold their have their gun like they're kind of holding it like way out here doing some shit like that. Right, and I never understood why they, someone grips around the barrel like that, or some of them go on top like this. Oh, like do something. They like... C grip it, and I don't know why they do it. What the? It's fuck? weird. I have to have a grip underneath. It might just be because I played so much Call of Duty and I've watched so many movies, but yeah. that's just that's also comfortable for me. Is either holding it like this or. If it's like uh, the magazine well is a little bit further out, I can hold it at the front of the magazine well like that and oh, kind yeah, of hold kinda it like, like that. Yeah. Hold on, let me get that out there. Yeah, you kind of hold it like yeah, that. Yeah, like that while the magazine's there, yeah. yeah. Or even a commando foregrip like that. Yeah, I like. I just like that little thing there. I could, it fits like perfectly right there with my hand. I mm -hmm. just boom, boom. I feel like it's also kind of a personal thing no, with yeah. the personal person. Problem. So like James has a little bit longer arms and he's more comfortable at doing something like that well as for you you like your compact stuff so if anything you probably actually kind of like the the mp5 or the uh, cz scorpion or something else like i mean i know the mp5 is technically a submachine gun but um you can still technically get it legally it yeah it's, it's a pistol yep it's, it's technically it's, a pistol it shoots a pistol caliber right and then you can also get like 16 inch barrel rifles that are considered pistols too right so i mean there, there's a bunch of guns out there that and that's one of the nice things is if you want to go shooting or, or you want to buy a gun or something it's, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks it's whatever's comfortable for you yeah exactly yeah i like the whole uh i just i just love the whole uh there because there's like different gun communities for uh different little things like there's like the whole AR gun community thing like mm -hmm. like you only you can, it's not like oh yeah you can only shoot ARs it's just more of like those are like the best type of rifle for the job for this 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 or that and whatnot because you know you can you can pretty much modify this to fit however role you want like if you want it as a hunting rifle you know obviously you could just take the mag out do something else if you want to lengthen the barrel I think that's a thing I think you can do that I'm not too sure yeah I think there's there's obviously a maximum of what the length of the barrel is on a standard AR-15 also, um, not like legally, well, yes, legally, but not only because it's legally um, binding, but also because then your bullet velocity drops. Yeah. So, so that is one thing, though, about like shotguns is that something that helps with the recoil is that the longer the barrel is, the better the recoil is because it has all that time to, yes, pick up speed, but when it leaves the barrel, it doesn't blow back as much. That yeah. was one thing I realized when I was younger is, my grandpa has a 12 gauge that has a barrel longer than this. It's a single single barrel, but he's got, I think it's like a 20 inch barrel or something like that. And then he's yeah. got a shotgun like this where it's more standard size. And that one would give me more of a kick than his long barrel one. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's weird to know that there's a bunch of different variables that go into giving recoil or the performance of a gun, essentially. Yeah. I really just, this one here is just, 
as long as you keep it nice, you know, lubed up and whatnot, it's it's just phenomenal. Unless if you know, yeah, again, you're running it dry, which I've ran it dry like maybe once or twice, and it's just like, oh my god, I'm shooting a gun from California, just because right. you got to pull this back every single. T- it becomes a bolt action. Yeah. It, it's it becomes that, or if I shoot steel. I mean, I've shot in steel and brass mixed in, just because I'm like, yeah, I want to fill this thing up. Why not? Right. And it, it cycled through pretty well. It's just yeah, if you're just shooting straight up steel, and that's where it's just like, yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like I was saying, I want to get like a hundred and fifty dollar freaking high point or something, worst gun in the fucking world. But um, I mean, it holds its holds its own. I've seen Matt do the. Te- uh, testing on it, he put, he filled the barrel with concrete, let it dry and harden, and then shot a nine mil out of it, and it, it worked. Did, yeah, didn't it, it went just straight through? Yeah, yep. it just shot right through that shit. And it was great. So I mean, even though High Point can hold its own, they're still a shitty gun. But I'd gladly spend one hundred fifty dollars on a gun that I'm gonna put through hell, and then spend sixteen dollars on fifty rounds of nine mil. Right. Please, if I can get the best, if I can get my shooting fix, and I don't have to spend a shit ton of money to be able to do that and then go to the range and go through a whole box and be like, fuck, there goes 50 bucks, right? I can go, well, that was $16. Okay, give me a week and I'll be able to buy three more boxes. Yeah, exactly. So I'd gladly do that because then I'd check all the boxes and I'd still be able to save my $700 block that I bought. Right, exactly. You wouldn't have to ruin the mechanics or any of that shit that's inside of there. Right, which I still need to clean. I think one of the funny things, like now having more gun knowledge though, uh, throughout these past couple years going out shooting, is the people that are like, talk about the guns, like, oh, you're gonna, you know, like, as if these things don't jam up, essentially. Like, I've seen, like, this one's jammed up. I'm pretty sure a couple times. The SKS. I think so. I think it might have. Yeah. And stuff, and there's a few other times where, or we've just overall had problems with the gun. So it's like it's not like you can like constantly every time rapid fire. Yeah. Well, it's like your your Ruger. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah, your cycling little... issue that you've had in the past. Yeah, I know with uh, one of my 25 round uh, banana clip magazine things with the, with the 1022. That that thing is. Uh, it, I don't know, It's uh, it might be the ammo, it might just be like, uh, it could have been a cycling issue thing, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's easy to clear that you just put, you know, take out that round that was giving you a problem and then just send the new one in. Right. I remember with my uh, bolt action 223, um, that, I remember my, I was having my dad help me sight that one in and uh, he somehow accidentally triple fed it, like there was three bullets, or yeah, three bullets going, trying to go into the same, uh, oh, into the barrel, and that was just, uh, oh, it was, I just, know I've never seen it, I've, I've seen a double feed, but I've never seen a triple feed. Yeah. Well, see, my, my issue that I came across with it when I was shooting it was that it wouldn't eject the oh, yeah, cartridges like, You almost have to just, Yeah, you have to out. straight up tip it on its side to get out and then load in the new one. Yeah. I feel like... If I was going to sell any of my guns, it might be that one, but that's just to get another bolt action within mm-hmm. that same premises. Because I like having my bolt action, my semi-auto, my, uh, my as you see, my SKS here. I like having a historical gun here, too. I kind of want to... Uh, I remember you were sending me, Zach and I a thing for our Kirkanos. I feel like having one as like a wall piece would be pretty cool, but like the ammo is just... I, because all that is is just surplus now, I believe, because the mm-hmm. Italian military just doesn't... Do well, that's it. the same thing with the Arisaka. 
Oh yeah, back in 2015 when Cabela's was still on its own, it wasn't part of Bass Pro Shop. Um, they were without buying the credit or without getting the credit card, you could do payments on a gun. There was an Arasaka. 150 bucks flat didn't work didn't shoot both carrier group was all rusted together i thought great i'm gonna have it as a wall piece because it's from black ops one and world at war zombies definitely buying that gun just for the historical aspect of it and the video game memorabilia yeah my parents said no because it was a gun they thought that i was gonna go out buy ammo and it's a freaking japanese gun that ammo itself is gonna be hard to find that was back in 2015 without all the embargoes and shit so that alone was going to be a stupid reason not to get it, but um, it was 50 bucks for three weeks, and I could have easily gotten it. Yeah, exactly. That's. But because I was living with my parents, I couldn't. Did someone end up uh, purchasing the gun tour? Or yes. After? Someone, yeah. I went back like a few, a few days later, because I worked two doors down from Cabela's. I worked at HomeGoods. Oh, interesting. In Tualatin. <coughs> and, um, yeah, so I went back, and I was like, oh, damn, it's gone. Okay, well, someone else is going to enjoy it for the memorabilia purpose. I leave, I don't really check on it for a couple weeks, I come back and it's back, and they're trying to sell for $350 instead. And I was like, what? Why? And this is right after Bass Pro Shop bought them, so I definitely couldn't do purchases, or uh, payments, and I think this is when I first moved out Mm. with my dad's friend. So I was like, cool, I don't live with my parents anymore, technically my roommate can't have access to it, because he was a felon. Oh, yeah. But... I don't care. I still want to buy it. But because Bass Pro Shop bought them, they don't do payments anymore, so you have to get the credit card. I couldn't qualify for the credit card, so I was like, well, this sucks. But essentially what happened is, you're right, someone bought it, someone fixed the bulk carrier group, and sold it back to Cabela's, which was smart on their end. Um, And yeah, and then Cabela's was able to make a dollar off of it. Holy shit. (laughs) I was like, damn, that really, that would have sucked. Because now, I live on my own. It took me six years to get my Glock. From the minute I turned 18 to the... I know you couldn't buy one until you're 21. But just to get in a gun in general, from 18 to 20... What's 6? 22? took me six years just to get a gun. Huh. And I would have had one at 18, but I wouldn't have cared to, like, shoot it. I would have just been like, yeah, video game memorabilia and show my friends and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome, just to have it wall piece. I remember... Uh... My very first gun I got on my 18th birthday, my dad remodeled, or he got this M1 Grand uh, refurbished and whatnot to, like, to pretty much, you know, so you can actually shoot it, because when he originally got the stock was all, the original stock was just, it was all fucked up, so he got it, uh, you know, all, he got it, I think, I forget if it was like a different one or whatnot on there, he got all the mechanics, he sent it to his cousin, he, he, that worked on M1 Grands and firearms in general, and got that all patched up and whatnot and he gave it to me and I was like oh shoot this is badass they have people in our own family that worked on this thing like this this is like like I ain't there, there's no way in fucking hell I'm selling this thing right here. so that's like my freaking just your, your baby that's my baby that's up there I, I still need to actually clean I've never cleaned that damn uh-huh. thing I've cleaned all these guns here except this one I've cleaned every other gun here you know all yesterday just I don't think I really need to clean this one. I look down the barrel, it's fucking clean as shit. It's clean as a whistle there. Yeah, I have yet to clean my Glock, and I've had it since March of last year. And I've gone shooting multiple times. I probably should take some sort of cleaning cloth and go down the barrel once or twice. But I feel like I was reading the directions I said to clean before I use it, to clean right after, blah, blah, blah. But then hmm. I've read 
the FAQs, like the frequently asked questions. I've talked to people who've owned or who've owned Glocks or who have them and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, you don't really have to clean them until you put like a thousand rounds through them and then you're fine. And then just sweep the barrel, you're good. Yeah. So I'm sure one of these days, probably after I move out, because then I'll actually have like some sort of setup. If we can move out into a house, I'll have my garage and part of it's going to be like a gun cleaning and then I can start picking up materials and equipment for reloading so then I don't have to spend so much fucking money on shit. Right. At least on brass and um, so on and so forth. But I'd like to, I want to get a cleaning kit I want or a, a, like a cleaning mat. I want to get um, my kit itself, my AR kit that I'm still saving up for so I can actually put it together. The cleaning or the mat that I want actually is an exploded view of a, a typical AR like the one in front of us. Yeah. And that's what I want is a typical AR platform. So it'd be perfect because I'd be, oh, okay, the pin goes here with the trigger and blah, 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 and the spring goes here and then boom, boom, boom. Put it all together. What kind of, and you were wanting to do like a 300 blackout one or? Um, originally, yes, because I could get, I could go to Bymark and buy, I think it was 200 rounds for like 178 bucks. Oh. And it comes with a case, like a, a, a little carry case. Carry there. case, yeah, like yeah. A, like a good polymer, like Pelican type of case. And huh. I was like, that's a really good deal because that's less than a dollar for each, and you're saving money on top of getting the case too. So hell yeah! But now looking back at it, two, two, three, and five, five, six are a little bit more in. You're um, able to find a lot more, but plus yeah. when you're going shooting and whatnot, you know, you can always just be like, hey, buddy, can I have like a couple rounds or whatnot for my air? It's like, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, here's 10. <laughs> right. But see, what I want to do is I want to get, I want to get lowers that are compatible with different uppers, if that makes sense. So like yeah. a lower that is compatible with up to, let's say, 300 blackout. So that's two, two, two. Uh, like you could get some sort of magazine well um, attachment to where you can shoot 22, 9 mil, 45, um, I believe they're out there, um, and then your 223 and um, your 300 blackout. Like everything from 300 blackout down, you could shoot through that. And now you just need to have the different uppers that would work with it. So you need to have an upper that would be able to shoot a 22, nine mil and a 45 for your handgun rounds. And then you can swap out for your 223 and your 300 blackout. Right. Yeah, because if you try using a different pressure type of pressure for a different type of round, like if you tried using like a, was it 5.56 for a nine millimeter rep barrel or whatnot, right. just, that's not gonna work. No. And plus I don't think the, um, the projectile is gonna fit all the way. Yeah, I don't think a nine mil is gonna fit through a fucking five five six stat chambered uh, rifle, you know, style rifle there. Right. That stuff. Yeah, no. That yeah, in general, that's just that's just a no go. Mm-hmm. Were, weren't uh, I forget the history of tech, technically AR fifteens were created you know during Vietnam during like they were technically were the M16 but they were listed as AR15s. AR15 is essentially just a civilian model of the M16. Yeah. M16 is a military type. It's the same thing with the SIG has a contract with the army. I think it's an M19 handgun. It's a 9mm, but for civilian use it's like the M17. Interesting. Or M18 or something like that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's goofy stuff there. Yeah. How they have it. But what's really funny is you have all these gun nuts. Yeah. Take that back. Anti-gun nuts that want to, you know, restrict shit. 
they're like, oh, AR-15s are bad. It's like, you know that there's more than just an AR-15, right? There's right. an AR-9, AR-10, AR-20, uh, I think. I, I know the AR, or the, the Henry Survival Rifle, that's counted as an AR something, too, which is mm-hmm. really weird. It was te- technically made by the... I love it, though, too, when it, people are like, AR sounds, stands for assault rifle. No, it's armor light. Yeah. Uh, that's well, a, and I've seen a lot of people go, well, who cares if it stands for armor light? It's still an assault weapon. It's like assault weapon doesn't exist. But we were at Northwest Armory uh, before we got here, and they had one of those survival 22s. Yeah, those came with four spare mags, a bag, and the gun itself for 300 bucks. Ooh. I was like, damn, that's a whole that's kit good. there. Yeah. And 22 ammo is Hell, that'd still be, pretty affordable. Hell yeah. That would almost be good for camping or something shit like that. Mm-hmm. If you're out there, you, like, you get lost or some shit, you have like something to get food or whatnot, you know? I like, feel like that would still be... I think... I was telling him, outside of like maybe a revolver, just for like the old western feel or whatever, the nostalgia, yeah. that would be the only twenty two I'd get. It's a survival yeah. one. Okay. I thought it was stupid at first, but then I saw it in person and I was like, oh, I'd actually get this. And it's relatively affordable. I've shot one before. They're pretty accurate. Um, it's just like, you're. it's better if you're a right a right guy, a right-handed guy, mm-hmm. or a right-eye dominant. If you're a lefty, it's kind of, you got to look over a little bit more because it's set more for like a right-eye dominant person. Yeah. Yeah, because it's really there's a bulge or some shit like that when you're trying to aim in with the left with the left eye thing. It's weird. It, yeah, there's like a weird bulge with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's meant to be cheap kind of thing, but at the same time, it is really reliable. Right. It's weird. Out of every gun that you've seen ever, that's in person, movies, TV shows, online, video games, whatever. What is one gun that you wish you could have, Zach? <laughs> I know it's a loaded question. There's a lot there. And you can have it for whatever reason. Nostalgia purposes for wall hanger. You could have it to buy it, to shoot it all the time. You can use it for self-defense, whatever. I have to quickly Google mine because I know the name of it and whatnot. Or not. <laughs> I just need to actually find um, the image. That's hard. So for me to actually own, right? Yes. Okay. Well, two op- uh, there'd be two options. So one would be like Olympia, like James is over and under here. Okay. Like I would enjoy to have one of those um and then not super realistic but a p90 i've i've <laughs> you can own you, you can take, yeah you can legally own a p90 they're just like 1300 dollars yeah. plus like and they the shoot 22 i think they should not make one that shoots nine mil i think so i it's think more expensive but yeah yeah p90 but, is a good option though but yeah no i i've enjoyed using the p90 like just for video game like you know, nostalgic purposes and whatnot. So I'm getting similar to that. It would be cool. I have like three guns I want to have <laughs> that are like my end all be all. I want to get the Johnson rifle, and this is like a little picture of it. It has a sil. It's like yeah, it has a cylinder, so you put your thirty out six little clips like in the side of it, and it holds ten rounds instead of eight. Huh. It was in uh, during World War Two. It was either like they the army was or the military was going in between either using the Johnson rifle or the M1 Grand, and the M1 Grand won the contract hmm. for, uh, you know, the the main rifle. I think it was just because there was, like, less mechanical shit with the M1 Grand compared, or Garand compared to the Johnson rifle. I'm right. not too sure, but they still made a lot of them, and they're still out there. Um, there's also another gun. It's in 22 and in 9mm. Hold on, let me, let me, let me get a picture of it, Cap. It it has a it's kind of like uh it's kind of like your P90 Zach the uh, it's called the Calico rifle. This is uh 
Oh, what the hell? It has like a, it has like little P90 drum. It has like a spiraling uh, magazine in there, so you have either your 22 or your uh, your uh, nine mil, and it's like spiraled in there. You gotta crank it, and, and they make them with a 50 round drum or a hundred round dr- or not drum, but a stick mag kind of yeah. thing. That's interesting. That reminds me of like the ray gun. Like yeah, ray gun Mark II or something like that, but with like an extended barrel. Yeah, I think they were uh, they were uh, props in the movie Spaceballs. Like yeah. the bad guys were carrying the were carrying those around. That's such a good movie. It's I'm gonna do that for nostalgia. <laughs> for nostalgia series. <laughs> just just Spaceballs. That's your next uh, your next year movie thing. Yeah. Um, you? Um, I have a couple as well. Um, I know the rule is one, but obviously. <laughs> Multiples okay. Um, for, for me, I'd if at the end of the day it would be the Johnson rifle. Right. At the end of the day, but yeah, yeah. I think at the end of the day, I would want boy, either. So I want a, a bolt action, both for like the historical accuracy and for like a wall hanger, but I could still shoot it. Also, be like the last gun people would want to ban too, because they're lo- they're less right. threatening. Yeah, they look less threatening, but they can still put a fucking hole in people. Yeah, they can still they can still kill. <laughs> yeah, they're still weapons of war. Yep, um, it would probably be uh, the Car ninety eight, only because of how accurate that son of a bitch is. You know what's funny is my I think I have I have one of those except it's like a carbine variant of it. Yeah, and it doesn't shoot eight millimeter mouths or it shoots three oh eight. It was con- it was. Originally made in uh, 45 in Czechoslovakia and then sold to Israel at some point. And then they converted it to Yeah, they, that was NATO at the time. Yeah. And, yeah, they were using that, you know, against the the Arabs and whatnot. And then it was sold to the U.S. and it was sporterized, actually. Nice. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, my, my dad got it and was fin- fit, just messing around with it. And, uh, yeah, you have, like, the Star David on one end of the rifle. And then on the safety, you see, like, a little tiny eagle with a swastika underneath of it there. Interesting. Yeah, so you have like two... I'm like, that's like the most confused gun I've ever <laughs> fucking seen, man. But it's just so great. Like, I haven't shot it yet, but I really want to just... That's like, funny. He had, he had, he had a uh, Picatinny rail glued onto it, so you could have like a scout scope on there. Hmm. So it's kind of like my SKS I have here. With with my SKS, I uh, uh, I got the original dust cover taken off, and then I got, a, I got this off of Amazon, actually. Where it's a dust cover and has like a little hole so you can see the iron sights through it. That's dope. If you actually, you know, if you if the, your main uh, relief scope gets you know shot off or some shit. Right. But yeah, I have like a, it comes with a Picatinny rail and a uh, relief an eye relief scope. You could put this on like a revolver or something if you wanted to do that with your big iron. And then one thing that the one thing that really sold me on this thing was literally just the, the fucking bayonet. bayonet. Yep. Literally, that's like the only thing that like once I saw that at uh, the sportsman's warehouse, I'm like, done. That's mine. Yep. G- give me one. Dibs. <laughs> Dibs. Yeah, they were selling a bunch of these, and the one that I was holding, they had a, they still had the acosmoline on that shit. That's mm-hmm. yeah, like this weird grease shit to make it make sure it doesn't rust. But I'm like, whatever, you know, I don't care. If, you know, the one I get will have a little bit more acosmoline, but yeah, no, I just love this rifle. And then yeah, I have the scope on there, so and it's sighted in too, supposedly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I also like this little feature here. It has like a little capsule. There's a little capsule behind this that has my cleaning kit in it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I almost, I almost stabbed the wall. <laughs> you did almost stab the wall. What? No, but 
Yeah, I have like the clean rod here. I, I think I was shooting with you, you, uh, with your brother and a bunch of their friends, and one of them came up and was like, "Hey, man, can I shoot your musket or something?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I might." No, I was about to say, you know what? No, <laughs> you can shoot the 20, the Ruger 10. Yeah. You got to work your way up to this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like how that's a 7.62 but 39 because that I was know. the first time I shot a 7.62. Oh yeah, the AK like, round. Yeah. Yep. I could technically, if I wanted to, uh, get this taken out. Mm -hmm. uh, my internal magazine. I could take this out and then put a uh, duck bit, so you can get an AK style mag that has like a little duck bill thing, so you can so it fits into here. Mm. They, I know China made uh, another version of the SKS. It was an earlier model, I think, where you could uh, uh, add like AK style mags to it. Okay. Um, but that those are like really rare and hard to come by. I forget right. if it was, yeah, Russia or, or not Russia. Yeah, if it was either Russia or China, I think it was China that made that variant. Either way, it's probably damn expensive. Yeah. Because if it's hard to find or whatever. Um, I think my second gun has to be some sort of bullpup. Oh, So okay. whether it be the AUG or the MTAR, which is actually known as the Tavor um, hmm. in the real world. I shot one of those. That's pretty badass. If you had to shoot a AUG um, or the KSG. KSG is a real shotgun as well, and I actually think it's called the KSG. It's a double barrel bullpup style shotgun to where you rack it once, you shoot twice, and then the, the shells come out the backside. Oh, uh, isn't that in Modern Warfare or something? Like, uh, no, something it is right? in Black Ops 2. Oh, Black Ops 2, yeah, because it's in Origins, I believe, for zombies. Yeah. Yeah. So I've shot that, and then the MTAR, which is also in Black Ops Two. Yeah. That real gun is known as the Tabor. They technically it's... have it in Modern Warfare, but yeah, they call it something else because of uh, I forget. Yeah, I think it's, it's like licensing. Oh, the MTAR. Yeah, they call it something. What? It yeah, I think it's like the only bullpup uh, assault rifle in the game. I forget what it was uh, called though. I'm not quite sure. I think. I think I know. Because I use it, like, on occasion. I almost have a golden, believe it or not, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because you get to attach different barrels and shit to it, and it's... Well, there's the Bushmaster. That one's a bullpup. This I... is going all throughout Modern Warfare, though, so I don't know if it's going to be... I know Springfield Armory recently came out with a bullpup design uh, rifle. I forgot what it was called, though, but a lot of people were like, whoa, what? <laughs> Yeah. With, with it, like, I think it shoots 5.56? Five, five, oh, it's the Ram 7. Yeah, the Ram 7, yeah. That, that's yeah. the, uh... Or the Odin. Uh, both of them are bullpup. Yeah, but, like, the Ram 7, that I feel like, that yeah, that was the MTAR. I know the Odin was in Modern Warfare 3, but they called it something else, and it was a semi-automatic instead of a full auto, like it is in Modern Warfare. Yeah. You can make it a, a DMR, though, if you wanted to, or a designated marksman. Yeah, yeah and then there's a, also the FR-556. Five, five, that's oh. also a, also a bullpup. Oh yeah, the uh, f what what they what is the real life, the f Famas? I think that's what. No. Famas is the Fara eighty three. The Famas was, maybe it was the Famas. Yeah, yeah the Famas was a bullpup. Yeah, because I know it's weird because with Black Ops four they had some kind of it was like the Og. But they made it like a burst fire thing, and then, and then in Call of Duty Cold War, you have the actual AUG, but it's a burst fire variant. It's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want my full auto of AUG. Get the fuck out of here. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it is a bullpup. It says the FAMAS is a bullpup assault rifle designed and manufactured in France by the MAS in 1978, a year after the Austrian Stair Aug, the huh. AUG. It is known by French troops as Le Clairon. I don't know, French. Something French. <laughs> yep, due to its distinctive shape. The FAMAS is recognized for its high rate of fire at 1,100 rounds per minute. Oh, shit. That's fast. <laughs> Shoots five five six. Yeah, it's an A to be a NATO. Yeath. Yeah. At least it's not two two three. Yeah, I'd be I'd be really mad. It's about seventeen hundred bucks. That's not. Would I want to spend that money? In Maybe twenty eighteen. So it's oh, probably about two grand now. Yeah, maybe if I would have traded a couple guns and then also. <laughs> oh, that was only in. Uh, this is F one. And then G2 is 3,000 pounds, which is equal to about $3,400 in <laughs> October 20th, 2018. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. I know you can get 22 variants of World War II guns. Like, I saw this Canadian uh, YouTuber. He had a, uh, a 22 variant of the STG-44, mm-hmm. or the MP-44, however you want to say it. I've, I've heard it both ways. But, yeah, he had, like, a 22 variant of the gun, and I'm like fuck is that <laughs> i think having an mp40 would be dope that'd be interesting yeah. grease gun too grease gun both of those would be fun the grease gun was the american like version of the mp40 i believe so M- yeah mp40 was german yeah the mp40 I, I know there was like another smg that germany made before that but yeah i forget also what round i know it doesn't take nine mil it takes something else mp40 i think takes 45 i think let me 45 parabellum I thought it was like nine by something. It might be something special. I know that the MP40 is what we we would always go for in Call of Duty mm-hmm. and zombies. Kino. Yep, MP40 would last you for rounds. Olympia would last you for like two rounds. MP40, M14 would last you for about three or four, and the uh, especially if you got headshots, and then the MP40 would last you for like ten plus rounds. <laughs> that was there. It was uh, nine by nineteen millimeter parabellum cartridges. Oh, so that's just a standard nine mil. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't. Know. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. I didn't know. I didn't know, man. No, that's fine. You learn something new every day. I didn't know. The more you know. <laughs> exactly. What's your favorite gun you guys have shot? Forty-five seventy all day long. Oh yeah, the forty-five seventy. That that was pretty cool. For nostalgia reasons, for me, I have to go with the Grand. I love the Grand. Yeah. But. But yeah, no, that that one that that was a really fun gun to shoot. I kind of want to get like a lever action version of one of the of the forty five seventy, but ammo was just going to be such bullshit, and also the gun itself is just yeah. Well, I know that uh, Phoenix Firearms in Arizona came up with the forty five auto, hmm, forty five seventy auto. So it's a semi automatic rifle, chambered in forty five seventy, and instead of the um, it being center fire with that lip or that rim. It's brought in like a standard 9mm or 45, and you can put 10 rounds in a magazine, throw it in the, in the gun, and semi-automatic shoot it. Interesting. It's three grand though. Oh. But I looked yeah. for a single shot, even like updated, like nice new finish, everything, for 45-70 single shot. Um, break barrel is like 400 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. So at all. the price difference is ridiculous. It's kind of like with the Barrett 50 cal because they have a uh, bolt action variant. Which I think it is, which is also like a bullpup design. I forget, but 
But like that one's a lot cheaper than getting the actual Barrett 50 cal, which is like a 6,000 and move up. Uh, yeah, if you are if you know who to talk to, it's like six, six grand. But yeah. if you get top of the line Barrett M80 or M18A or whatever it is, yeah. 50 cal, uh, with your no bullpup design, semi-automatic, it's like anywhere between 12 to 20 grand. Fuck. And you're looking at 28 to 30 dollars around. Oh yeah, that. But with the bull, I like the bullpup 50 cals though too because they they look cool. Yeah. Um, I mean they still function properly. The barrel uh, doesn't extend out as much because you've got, you know, most of it's the internal barrel. I've been watching this guy. Uh, I think he's called uh, Kentucky Kentucky Ballistics. Yeah. Shoot, like whatever some it, he shoots this elephant rifle around like something nitrous. Yes. Nitro. Uh, seven seven hundred nitro or something like that. Like those like I'm there's usually, a five fifty nitro that he ended up shooting and I think that's what fucked him up. Like I'm usually not you know so scared about shooting like high recoil guns, but I don't think I'd want to. Oh, they, I do. One hundred percent. I want to shoot an elephant gun. Oh, I want to shoot Elfin Gun, but I saw him shoot like a nitro nitro round out of a Thompson Contender. Yeah. Like he was like, there's no buttstock or anything. It's pretty much a pistol, and he's doing that, and it's just boom, like freaking his hand, his hands were bleeding at the end of that shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. and then he was like, you know, I gotta do that shit one handed. And I'm like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, after watching, I've I've watched him and Matt from Demolition Ranch back and forth, and then there was a minute where he wasn't posting on YouTube. And I was like, okay, whatever, he's probably busy or making a really good video or something. Come to find out, he almost died. Yeah, like a 50 his accident. Or, yeah, yeah, 50 round blew up or some it shit. Was, a, was it a reloaded round? or was I it heard a, it was like a slap round. I, I'm, something I'm, like I'm that. not too sure about the... Uh, yeah. The quality wasn't that good because it was overpacked with gunpowder. Yeah. And, and he had... A gun that was a single shot and... It was like a screw in It was thing. a screw on to put it in the chamber. And that was rated for so much pressure. And because it had more extra... Uh, it had extra gunpowder in it, it overexerted that. So as he's sitting there, he pulls the trigger. It shaves off the threading, hits him in the eye, and then he had shit hit him in the neck and everything and his artery was slit too yeah. like he should but died. he said he said that it was really close to hitting the like really big main one that's in your neck or else he would have bled out and died right there yeah but yeah he he first thing he knew what to do was to fucking you put pressure on that pressure <laughs> and luckily his cameraman was there and he's like hey i need you to call someone <laughs> but i mean yeah when he came back he had like patches he had a black eye he had banded bandages and stuff on his face i'm like damn so when he did shoot that nitrous the 750 or whatever it was he had his dad do it <laughs> oh my god he was like yeah we're gonna shoot this i'm not going to because i'm still recovering and i don't know if it's gonna tear my stitches or anything so i'm gonna have my dad shoot it oh yeah because that's a smart thing to do is have your older dad <laughs> shoot a, a bigger gun that could potentially kill you mm, that's great exactly but, no i if i don't buy one i probably won't ever buy one but if i have the chance to shoot one absolutely i'm taking that opportunity hell yeah dude but i don't yeah i don't think i'd spend the money on it because i don't think i'd shoot it very often yeah right even on 10 acres of property in texas i don't think i would right so I definitely want to get like a higher caliber. I don't know. I I like my thirty out. I want to I want to get a, a three thirty eight Lapua. 
Oh, that'd be interesting. I think, honestly, I think that's the biggest cartridge I'd get. I don't think I'd get a 50 cal. I'd love to shoot one. I think that'd be great. Um, I was thinking about when we went to Vegas to go to Battlefield Vegas and spend the 30 bucks on a round just to shoot one and say, hell yeah, I shot one. But I think 338 Lapu is the most expensive I go. Mm. Or it's the biggest caliber I go. Because the the rounds are only like 20 bucks a round instead of almost 30 um, so they're still expensive as shit, don't get me wrong. That's like four gallons of gas for one round. Right. But nonetheless, I'd, I'd rather, yeah, 338 Lapua. And the way the map from Demolition Ranch explained it and shot his and everything, I was like, oh, that looks really fun, really cool. And then Cabela's for the longest time had like, for I think it was like 2700 bucks, you can get the gun, a bunch of ammo. Like a scope that was sighted in already, and blah blah blah, everything for it for twenty seven hundred, or the gun itself for like seventeen. I was like, ooh, I gladly spend the extra thousand for the extra shit that comes in. Yeah, exactly. One, exactly. if I bought the gun by itself and then went and bought everything, it would be more expensive than a thousand dollars. Yeah. So, but they don't they don't have it anymore. I think someone bought it or they took away the promotion or something. But three thirty eight Lipo was the biggest caliber I'd go. Interesting. Yeah, Zach, I'm sure you'd, you'd want to go, like, past 50, you know, go up to, like, uh, something you'd shoot out of a can I mean, or something. 50 cal's the only one that's worth buying, man. Yeah, man. I like shooting my 50 caliber handguns, you know. I have yet to shoot a 50 AE. Oh, like, something out of, like, a Deagle or some yeah. shit? Yeah. I kind of want to, I kind of want to. <laughs> well, see, that's what I was told, was that the a 50 caliber handgun rifle, or handgun rifle, Jesus... <laughs> handgun caliber is a 50 AE and then you've got your 50 caliber or your 50 BMG for your rifles hmm. I may be wrong on that so don't come at me but that's what I was told yeah oh my goodness yeah I'm not too sure there, no I mean there's there's quite a few guns I'd love to shoot but I don't think I'd ever spend the money on buying I yeah. know that the Henry is one of them that I want to buy and actually it was really funny I want a Henry 3030 side loaded uh, brass plated octagonal barrel with a blue steel finish. Weren't you going to get something like that? Recently? Yes, Cabela's had it for like 800 bucks. I'd order it online because they didn't have it in stock ever. But I'd have them order it, send it to the store, they'd give me a call, I'd go pick it up. But when I went to Mom and Ron's, Katrina's mom and her uh, soon to be stepdad, he. Uh, he has one, oh. but it's a twenty-two, so it's not a side loader. It's from the bottom. Yeah, you gotta. But it's still brass plated, octagonal barrel, blue steel finish. Plus that thing is like fucking expensive. Like, even the twenty-two variant is like around four hundred, almost five hundred dollars. Yeah. It, it like for like that br that brass gold plating, and then like to have that other metal on there. Mm -hmm. Um, I know if you want to get like just a wood, like a regular. Uh, black metal and all that shit that's like around 300 or something it's like yeah. it's like 200 dollars less but it's fucking worth it it, oh, it looks <laughs> fucking good well yeah because then I, I told him that that's what i wanted because we were on the topic of guns he's like oh i have one i was like you have my gun and he goes well no it's a 22 variant i go oh that's cool i'm like that's actually really freaking cool he's like do you want to see it i go uh yes so eh, no, it's his, not what I his want. daughter his daughter was there and so he's like hey can you grab the gun out of the gun case came with a brand new gun sock everything it was awesome so i pulled it out and looking at it i was like oh my gosh this is like mine just no side 
I don't like the the twenty two only because it's got the under barrel. Yeah, I don't loaded. like that little thing where you're just like. You I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the side load because it's more of a like. I don't know. It's like the old western type of thing. Yeah. It's like you always had the side loader, and then mm-hmm. they would load it with the the lever, and then start shooting. Yeah. I've exactly. always loved hangers. I've always loved lever action. The Argus from Black Ops Three. Oh yeah, that lever action. Yeah, the lever action. Three. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, with the disc thing that would come out, and that's right. what the round is. Yeah, that I got really close to gold, like within a week Holy of shit. starting to use it, because I loved it so much, and it was so good. But then, like I said in the video game chat, is that I had you know you had your advancing of uh, like your jetpacks and your boost jumps and yeah. your super slides and all that stuff. I just I didn't really care for the game as much anymore. I loved zombies. I played zombies more than I played multiplayer. But yeah, within a week I had that thing almost gold. I just love lever actions. I don't know what it is. It's just super satisfying to load a gun with a lever and pull the trigger, and you don't have to like move your arms so much, like to pull a bolt oh, back bolt action, yeah. or like to do anything. It's like all you have to do is like move your hand three inches forward, and you're good. I've always wondered why uh, we didn't use more, like, lever actions, you know, during, like, I don't know why the military wasn't using them, like, around, like, because they were around during the American Civil War and whatnot, Mm -hmm. or, like, why we haven't used them past that, like, as, like, maybe at least during, like, this American-Spanish War or some shit as, like, sniper rifles or just use them in general. Apparently, like, if if you're trying to, like, you know, you're prone and you're trying to do your shit and whatnot, it's kind of hard to, like, do that when you're, like, prone on the ground. Like, but when you're mounted on something, it's easy. Like you could have your barrel mounted on a wall or something, and you're you've got at least a foot of clearance between yeah. the wall or the top of the wall and the ground, so you could easily do that. Yeah, and that would be perfect. But I can see where you're coming from when yep. it comes to like being laying on the ground prone. Militaries in the past are also really fucking weird though too, because I know with the American Civil War, a huge reason also why they because they could have also done like they they could have. Yeah, don't use the lever action. I think they had some sort of bolt action there too, but their their complaint was like, oh yeah, the our, our guys would just use too much of the ammo or whatnot, so they sticked with using more musket based things, which is like, uh huh. And then when uh this was when this came out or whatnot, or yeah, Russia really loved the design of this shit because with the internal mag instead of having because there was another semi-automatic rifle, mm-hmm. I think it was like the SVT or some shit. Um. Cause that had a that had a box magazine you could take out. I think you could also clip feed it. Mm-hmm. But they really like these because you're able to just clip feed them. You're able to clip you know clip feed thirty or like yeah. 10 and if rounds. you if you lose a clip, oh well, yeah. like it's ten cents to make it. Yeah, so, exactly. Because it's steel, so it's not that expensive. But when you have like a box mag, okay, yeah, it's made out of steel, but it's a little more expensive because there's more you know. Um, what is it? There's more material that's being used, and it's it's bigger to lose or whatever. But you could have clips for days and just load it in, throw your clip away, call it good, or stuck it stuff it in a pocket for later. Hell, if you really wanted to, there's like there's like yeah, you're, there's three ways of loading this thing. You could just clip feed it. You could single handedly do it, or if you're just lazy about it, you could literally turn the rifle upside down. What? One second. You could turn the rifle upside down with the slide forward and literally just like throw your rounds in there, and that's oh. it. That's cool. Yeah, you could literally... Yeah, if you're just like, eh, fuck it. Let's just throw them all in there and you're good. Hmm. Do you have any more questions, I guess? 
It seems like it's more of a podcast between me and James yeah. at this point. Yeah, come on, Zach. Yeah, you need you, you need to be fucking talking, you little crumpet. What are you fucking doing there? No, I'm kidding with you. What the bloody hell was that there, you little boy? He's your friend. Uh, <laughs> anyways, with that all being said, you have anything to plug? No. no. Not really. Yeah, uh, you guys can. <laughs> I know that you guys were getting shit for that too. It's no, like, no. Actually, I think it was James that said that. Yeah, was yeah. Like, I uh, love it. Yeah, and he's like, like, he, he was like, anytime we have guests on your show, whether that's me, AJ, or so forth. No, no, no. It's just like a little. And then there's like a little pause of silence. <laughs> it's a little awkward silence. Like, I'm just okay. So well, okay, <laughs> let's get. Yeah, uh, you guys can check me out at uh, I guess us at this point. Uh, check us out at Tiny Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, we're more, what is it, active on Twitter and Facebook than we are Instagram. I keep saying I'm gonna try, but. It just depends on the mood I'm in, honestly. Right. Um, we have been a little silent for the last week, but that's also because I've been hella busy, Zach's been hella busy, um, you've been hella busy with school and stuff. Yeah, I've been doing my show. Right. So we've been uh, trying to figure stuff out. Um, but today we're also going to be covering Obi-Wan and uh, DC Son of Batman. Son of yeah, Batman. the DC animated thing. So we're going to be talking about those. So those should be dropping today. And then next week I'm going to be doing... Both episodes of Miss Marvel in one, Ooh. since I'm not doing anything this week. I, I still haven't watched it yet. But um, yeah, and then we also have an email, tinyasleepodcast at gmail.com. And then there's also a website on the social medias. Um, yeah, go check us out. Have a good time. And uh, you guys are pretty pretty common on that on that podcast, too. Yeah, yeah man. Who? What? No, <laughs> I was thinking of like so like you can go ahead and find GMA Studios at the GMA Studios podcast on both Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr. No, not in Tumblr. <laughs> no Tumblr. Thank God Tumblr's out. Tumblr's um, and you can find us primarily on Spotify. Really? No. I usually use uh, my <laughs> Apple Music. Dude. Really? No. <laughs> I use SoundCloud, dude. <laughs> can you upload? Podcast on SoundCloud? SoundCloud? I, I maybe? Know. I don't either. <laughs> it's so cool. That's another avenue. It's another outlet there, yeah. yeah. A weird you, one. You could keep on, like, I, I thought there was, like, limited time you had on that. Kind of like a, like the Instagram live oh, stuff or whatever, maybe. Uh, or whatever it is. I know. They limited to, like, five minutes or something. Or like ten that. minutes. Ten or minutes or whatever. Like, well, that's a shitty short podcast. It's shit. What about you? What about you? You got anything to plug? You little Do what? Yeah. Fuck. What? <laughs> What's really funny is this happens every podcast. <laughs> no. No. No, uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, under uh, Carlos Escobar. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, Scottish Monkey 42 little underscore. Don't forget the underscore, underscore under the uh, underground. Um... <laughs> You know, Underground Railroad. Um, it's uh, primarily art, my art account slash uh, just fucking bullshit on there, you know. It's, uh, yeah, man. Got some videos of us shooting. Oh, I don't believe in that. <laughs> you know guns kill people, man. That's... As you bring four guns to this. Ooh. And we just spent an hour and ten minutes talking about guns. 
uh, they really do kill people, but it, you know, it's like cancer. You know, I don't like cancer, but you know, I'll, I'll keep it around with me, you know?